0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzhak Shifman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, let's get started. Today's daf in Mesaches Babu is daf Dalid. We're going to begin a few lines from the bottom of Gimel Medbez. We're going to have four sections in today's learning first section we're going to challenge Shmuel's reading in the Mishnah and understanding of the word mave, and then explain how he fits his shita back into the Mishnah. The second section will challenge Rav's opinion in the Mishnah of mave, and explain how he understands his, his shita in the Mishnah. The third on Omur Beis will challenge that this word Mava could theoretically refer to water or fire. We'll see that. We'll explain why that's not possible. And in the final section, we'll introduce that there were other uh, Amoraim who had other lists, as we'll see, who, of these um, Mazikim in the Gemara. And we'll see why they have their specific lists as well. So, Beza HaShem, let's get started. Uh, we're going to begin at the bottom of Gimel with Be'ez. We went through this yesterday. But really, I just want to start from the beginning point. So, we're going to start six lines from the bottom of gimla base and Mihti. so we left off yesterday just to remember we left off we had a machlokis, what this word mava refers to in the mishnah we had the four of us in and mishnah was Shor, Bor, mava and hever so regarding mava we had a we had mava according to rav mava refers to adam hamazik a person who damages and according to Shmuel, Maveh in our Mishnah refers to Shane, an animal consuming. That was the Machlokas in the Mishnah. So we brought Psukim from Navi yesterday. Rav brought a pusuk from Yeshaya. Shmuel brought a pusuk from Ovadia. But what we left off yesterday was really the word Maveh doesn't fit perfectly according to either opinion based on the Psukim. Meaning it doesn't fit perfectly based on the understanding of Adam in that pusuk in Yeshaya. Or Shane is based in the Pazik in Ovadia. So what the Gemara does now is says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom of Gimel Bay is Mihti. Let's see. Kroy Daiki, The Psukim don't imply clearly like Rav or like Shmuel. So Rav my time So Let's start with this. So why does Rav not hold like Shmuel then? Why does Rav say in our Mishnah Mav does not refer to Shane? Why is he why is he saying that so obviously? So Tanus Rav says back because the Mishnah when it says shore when it says shore is the first of the four damagers the chomili de shore it includes all of the types of damages that a shore could do. So included in that is Shane, and therefore Mava can't be referring to Shane. And we'll get back to Rav Shita later. But he holds that in seemingly included in shore is karen Shane, and Regal. That's why Mava can't be Shane. Shmuel Nami Now, how does Shmuel answer that? L'chorah, shor already incorporates Shein. So, why would Mav also refer to Shein? So, the first way we're going to go is Amar of Yehuda. explains Tana LeKarno Oh, when it says Shor in the Mishnah, it's referring to specifically the damage of Karen of ashur which we said kavanaso lahazik intent to damage, as opposed to when it uses the word mave in our Mishnah, that's a different avni zakin, which is referring to the damage of an ox through shen consuming of food. Now we have to fit it back into the Mishnah. So remember, our Mishnah said lo Re, or the way the Gemara says it lo rei, as we explained in our in our Mishnah. Why didn't the Torah just write one and derive the others from it? It must be that there's a categorical difference that would have said if the Torah would only written one of these damages you're responsible for, you wouldn't know the others. So now that we're understanding according to Shmuel, the way that Rav explains Shmuel in our Mishnah, is that Shor refers to Karen, Maver refers to Shane, so this has to be plugged back into the Mishnah. Why would you not derive one from the other? Now, the first way, the Gemara understands like this. Whenever the, the Mishnah goes through this back and forth, it's like this. If it would have only written one, one has a Khumra that you would not have known applies to two, and therefore you wouldn't know you'd be responsible for two. And if we'd only written two, two is a Chumar that one doesn't have, and therefore you wouldn't know you'd be responsible for one. So the first attempt the Gemara does, which is ultimately refuted, let's read it inside. So it says, this is how it would plug back into the Mishnah like Shmuel. Karen has a different character. There's no Hano when it comes to the damage of Karen. There's no associated benefit. Shane so maybe you're responsible when it comes to Karen as opposed to Shane where there is a benefit involved in its uh, of in its action Shane it's enjoying it's eating so therefore you wouldn't know necessarily that if you're responsible for Karen you'll also be responsible for Shane now, really, what I just said is not so logical, but let's continue. Continue. Dalarim Adalif now. And also, the character of Shane, you have to go back now. If we would have only written Shane in the Torah, which we're calling Mava according to Shmuel, which does not have intent to damage, so maybe you're responsible there where there's no intent to damage. Kiriyah Karen, as opposed to the nature of Karen. By definition, sure, we're calling it sure, which is Karen. There is intent to damage, so I wouldn't derive the first. First one from the third one in the Mishnah, which is Maveh, because there's Kavanosu laHazik when it comes to shore, which is Karen. Now. The Gemara looks at this, and really it could ask this in the first part, but Rashi says it asked in the second part, which we just listed because it's very blatant that this logic is difficult. But One second. What you're saying in the second part of your statement now, the way you're plugging it back into the Mishnah, if it would have only said Shane in the Torah where there's no intent to damage, so maybe you're responsible there, but you're not responsible by Karen where there is intent to damage. But that's a Kalvach then. Says the Gemara, But is that not logically a Kalvach Uma Umash Shein, Shein regarding Shane, the third item in our Mishnah, where there's no intention to damage. And you're saying, Chayev, you're still responsible to pay for the damages of so Hazik, That's more Chamor. So Karen, where there's a blatant intent to damage, the first item in our Mishnah, certainly you should be responsible for the damages that are caused. So the Gemara says, this logic is difficult if that's what the Mishnah is really saying in terms of the characteristic differences. Oh, Gemara says, wait a second. What? Why isn't Shane Kavanaugh so Lahazik It's not. Lahazik, Lahazik. No, he wants he wants wants to enjoy. Handball. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the Gamar says, no, it's terrific. I don't think the um, I don't think the has in mind in either case Lahazik. Oh, know? well its intent yeah. is to yeah. damage that. It's now is the, it thinking yeah, I want to damage it, okay. I want to get back at him? Not necessarily. I want to damage that. It's no, called intent to, to damage. No, but it's called intent to damage. Says the Gemara, it's derich. No, I'll show you why that logic, that second logic, could still apply. It means you could still say Shane, where there's no kavana to damage. Maybe there you're responsible, whereas Karen, where there is kavana to damage, you shouldn't be. Why? Salkadai dachamina because it may have entered your mind to say de hava evid v'ama. Oh, we have a precedent for this principle, evid and Amma. Now, what is the Alacha of Evid and Amma? Eved Amma, Lav, Afal, Gav, Dek, Hav, Nassim, L'Hazg. When it comes to an Eved kinani or an Amma, a Shifcha Kenanis, some non-Jewish slaves, the Alacha is, even though if my Eved or my Shifcha Go and damage somebody else. They are my property. That's true. But the halacha is, even though they intended to damage somebody else, nonetheless the owners are actually exempt to pay for the damages caused by the evad So says the Gemara. So maybe you should apply that logic, and it does fit properly back into the Mishnah. That whereas when it comes to Shane, where there's no kavana to damage, so there maybe you're responsible. But regarding Karen, where there is kavana to damage, maybe you're not responsible. I, that's illogical. I'll show you there's a precedent. Even though my evident and my damage, I'm not responsible, and therefore it plugs back into the Mishnah. Amaravashi um, Ravashi responds that to there's a great reason Evan and Omar um are exempt, but that doesn't apply to Karen. What's the reason? Because Shema Yakni because we're worried maybe the master of the Evid and Amr um will upset them. The And then the Evid will go. He knows that if he damages, his master has to pay the other person for and he'll go and damage the grains of his of, of the master's friend, and he can make his master are responsible to pay hundreds of mana every day, so there's a reason that he's exempted. But that doesn't apply to Karen. And if so, says the Gemara, once the starting point is Shane, you're not you're, you're responsible because no kavana. So kol shekin, you should be responsible for Karen where there is kavana to damage. So that that way to learn the Mishnah that those are the strengths that would require another pasuk for the other one is illogical. Now the So rather back in Shmuel again. Let's explain the Mishnah like this. Just flip those sfaras, and it makes a lot more sense. And this this really makes sense. <clears throat> the nature of karen is not the same as shame, because karen, there's intent to damage, and that's why you're responsible. So if we would have only said karen, I wouldn't know regarding Shane where there's no intent to damage, doesn't have that stringency, maybe you're not responsible. V'lo re'i and had the Torah only to the third item on the list of Shane, sheyeish It has its own stringency where there's hanah. So maybe that's why you're responsible. Kiri Karen shein hanah As opposed to karen, where there's no hanah there's no hanah for its damage. So that's why you would not necessarily be responsible. And the Torah therefore has to write the first item of karen as well. Fair enough. Now says the Gemara, but wait a second. According to Shmuel, Shor in the Mishnah refers to karen. Mavin the Mishnah refers to Shane. Well, what happened to regel why isn't regel listed in the Mishnah? We know that they're all considered Avus Nezikin for sure. But regal my Shire, why is regel left off according to Shmuel? According to Rav, they're all included in Shore. But according to Shmuel, Karen Shor is specifically referring to Karen. Mav is referring to Shane. So why do we leave at Regel? So the Gemara answers, based on the clauses at the end of the Mishnah, Regal is also incorporated without mentioning it directly. Because at the end of the Mishnah, the Mishnah said, Keshahezek chava mazik. When the animals damage, or these items damage, the damager is responsible. say Regel that includes Regel that when my property damages, I'm also responsible, includes the fact that if my animal tramples something, I'm also responsible to pay. Says the Gemara, V'lisni But Why wasn't that taught explicitly? Meaning, if Karen and Shane were Fitting to be taught explicitly in the Mishnah. Why is Regal only included based on a clause at the end of the Mishnah? It should be taught explicitly as well. So, Elam Arava, Sarava changes the Pshat of Shmuel in the Mishnah, and rather he says like this Shor is not referring to Karen. Tana shor le Shor is actually referring to the damage of an ox of regel. and mava remains the damage of shein. And again, this is how we'll plug back into the Mishnah. L'ore iar regel she The nature of regel is different because it has its common. It's the ordinary way of the animal going. So maybe that's why you're responsible. Ki'ari ashein as opposed to Shane she'ena that its damage is not commonplace. So therefore, maybe you wouldn't be responsible. That's why the Torah had to write shain and the other way would say, if it only wrote Shane, the third item on the list of Maveh, there's Hanos, so and maybe that's why you're responsible. Kiriya Regal, as opposed to Regal, which we're interpreting, is shore in the Mishnah now. Shane Hanola there's no benefit in its damage. That's why it also has to write uh, shore, which is referring to Regal. So the Gemara says the other way now, the Karen Maishire. Why is Karen left out? It means the way it comes out now, you're not including Karen in the Mishnah. Why is it only including Regal and Shane? So the Gemari answer answers no, because the clause at the end of the mission of Kishahizik Chava Mazik, when it says, "When your property damages, you, you're responsible." That's the commonality of the damagers in the Mishnah, Karen that incorporates Karen as well. Says the Gemara, again, why not write it explicitly like Regal and Shane? So the Gemara answers, Shmuel holds that the Mishnah categorically is talking about something that would not include Karen necessarily. What is that? Our Mishnah is only talking about categorically things that are considered a muad, habitual damagers from the... Uh, <coughs> From the onset. For example, let's go through fire. Immediately, it's considered habitual damage. Or if it damages, you're nezik shalim. Bor, you're nezik shalim. But when it comes to Karen, you're not nezik shalim initially because you have the concept of a tam. No. Only a few times, right? Our Mishnah didn't write Karen explicitly because that's something that's a tam and only becomes a muad later. That's why it wasn't incorporated clearly in our Mishnah, meaning it wasn't written explicitly. Exactly. So that's why we only wrote damages explicitly that are muaddin mitrilasim, which Regal and Shane both fit, and Karen doesn't. That's why it's only it happens, incorporated from the clause at the end when, when and not explicitly. Chatsinazek, chatsinazek, right? Chatsinazek, Says the Gemara of Ishmael. So now let's go to the let's go the other way now. So we've shown why how Shmuel interprets our Mishnah, that Shor refers to Regal, Sh- Mav refers to Shain, and wh- how each one has strengths that are, in cor- that are requiring it to be taught explicitly. Beautiful. But for Shmuel, my time, Alam, Now Rav. Now let's look, at Rav. let's look at the other way. Why doesn't Shmuel agree with the position of Rav? Rav seemed to hold Mav refers to Adam. He says Shor refers to Karen, Shane and Regel. Well, why didn't Shmuel want to interpret the Mishnah that way? Moving on to the second section, Amr lecha. says back to you, to chadam Because if it enters your mind that Mava refers to Adam, the problem is if you look at the Seifa, it calls it the Seifa, but really it's the Mishnah on Tesvavim with Beis. The Mishnah there on Tesvav and with Beis is going to teach us Shor Hamuad. It says like this. The habitually damaging ox. Now, this we'll discuss later, but a ox that damages in the property of the damagee, we'll discuss that later, viha Adam. And it writes there regarding an Adam. It already mentions Adam on Tesvav Mudbeis. So it can't be that Mav in our mission is talking about Adam, because why would it mention it twice? It must be Mav is something else. Must be it's referring to Shane. That's why Shmuel says I disagree with Rav. Says the Gemara, I don't understand Shmuel. Even the way you're saying it, Vilisni You see, it mentions Shor on that mission on of from the base, and it also mentions Shore on Beizemod Aleph. So the same way it mentions that twice, why doesn't it mention Adam twice as well, Vilisni Bereisha? Why not teach Adam and the Resha and Modalif? Aleph? Maybe Maav really is Adam. So the Gemara answers, the reason it doesn't teach Adam on, on Baze Aleph is because categorically it's excluded. Kamayri, that our mission on Bayzim Aleph is talking about where my property damages not where I damage. The Mishnah on Bezimud is not talking about me personally damaging. So therefore, mave is referring to Shane, like we explained, which is my property damaging, my board damaging, my Ish damaging, all of those things, not incorporating Adam. That's only taught in the Mishnah later on Tesvav. So we've explained why Shmuel disagrees with Rav, but now we have to look at Rav. But Rav, Nami Hakatani Adam how does Rav resolve this question? It does clearly teach Adam on, on Tesvav and the Beis, So why is it taught how can you say then necessarily that our Mishnah is also including Adam in Ma'veh? So Omar al Rav says back, hu Really, it's just to include it in the list of Mu'addin. Meaning, our Mishnah on Bezimud Aleph Mavah means Adam to teach us you're responsible for your damages. The Mishnah on Tesvav teaches us not only are you responsible, but you're considered a Mu'ad to be Chayef from the beginning. So, really, it's taught twice to teach us the two different points of a responsibility. Says the gemaru, Now again, we have to plug it back into the words of the Mishnah. What is the characteristic differences that makes them both necessary to be taught according to Rav? Again, because according to Rav, shore is all the damages of shore. Karen, Shein, and Regel, And Mavah refers to Adam. So what are the characteristic differences that make them both necessary for the Pesukim to teach? Hachika Amr. The Gemara says this is what it would mean that the character of shor is different. Shemishali mesak There's a special halacha with shor. If my shor kills somebody, I'm have to pay a payment called kofar. Literally means atonement, but this is a special payment you have to pay out if your ox kills somebody. Now. A person there's no such payment. If I kill somebody I someone kills somebody, they don't pay koffer there's no concept of kofer Either if it was Bemazid with Eidemirhad Misa, if it was be you you go to uh you go to your miklot, but the point is, there's no concept of kofr. There's no concept of kofr. So if it only wrote shore, you'd say maybe where it comes to shore that there's a concept of kofer you're also chayif to pay, but it, when it, or you're responsible to pay up for that. But regarding Adam, where there's no concept of kofr, maybe you're not. Adam going the other way now, and the third item of mav on the list, which is Adam, according to Rav, shechayif ba'arba We know that the halacha is if a person damages somebody else, not only does he have to pay back nezek, which is the diminishment of value, but he also has to pay the four additional payments of tsar, Repoy, shevis, and boshes. Mm-hmm. Tsar is pain, repoy is doctor bills, shevis is the loss in wages that he has to, right. and boshes is embarrassment. embarrassment. So, a Adam has to pay when he damages yeah, that. A shore of damages, he only pays Nezek. So maybe you're only responsible because there's special damage payments associated with Adam. But if it wouldn't have written Shor, you wouldn't know shore is included. That's how it fits into the Mishnah. And the Gemara is going to challenge Rav from the end of the Mishnah. So let's see. The Mishnah finished off and said, <speaking in the language> It says in our Mishnah, the commonality of these four items is that their way is to damage. Now, the way Rav understands shor, shor refers to incorporating karen, shen, and ragel According to Shmuel, Shor only refers to regal. Regal is dark and lahazic, It's the normal way of it going. That makes sense. Darko, it's the normal way. But v'chi, sure, darko, lehazek. But is karen according to Rav, the Gemara is challenging. Karen is not necessarily its way to damage, meaning it's not a normative thing to do. So the Gemara says, What? No, meaning it's not... like a tam, it's not actually, we don't get it non-habitual. So the Gemara says, no, in a chinami, according to Rabbi Muad, we're talking about in our Mishnah, Ashur HaMuad. And Ashur HaMuad, it is its nature to damage already in terms of Karen. Exactly. Says the Gemara. But the Gemara doesn't even agree with that necessarily. The Gemara is answering an interesting question. Is a mu'ad really dark o'lahazik? Meaning it understands, it becomes habitual. You have to be concerned about that. But does that mean its nature essentially changes? And the Gemara says, yeah. Kivan mm-hmm. de once an animal becomes a habitual damager, or Chehu, it becomes its way. It likes to do it. That becomes its way. Now it's a habitual damager. So the mu'ad actually is dark o'lahazik. Mm-hmm. Says the Gemara. I think it means, yeah, right, you're right. I don't think it's doing it with a calculated intention, right. but it means it becomes its nature. It's becomes its nature. It's, it's, you're, right, you're right, you're right. It's, it's, it's regular for him. But it's, 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 it's exactly. But, but, lasa teva, like that but, kind of idea. But then yeah. already, that it becomes something he gets a out of. Mm. Because he I don't know if get, that's concept. a concept. When, when you damage something, is that considered hana no? I don't think it's considered hanah. Ha- no no, no, I'm he's thinking in general. The concept. When the shore becomes a muad mm-hmm. and he's saying this becomes his nature, it yeah. becomes his nature. I, I'm not sure that's, that's considered Hana necessarily. That's the point. He, yeah, Destructive being, people, he, I don't know if that's considered hanaw. Gonna have an eye against that. He yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. It's not hanaw. a casual act, you know. Says the Gemara. Okay, so the way you're learning, Rav, the way you're teaching in the Mishnah, dark hazik, but you hold mava is Adam. How do you say Adam is dark how, how could Adam... Adam's Adam is dark or not? Adam dark If Mav is Adam... According, is according to Shmuel, Adam refers to Shane. That's dark Makes sense. But according to you, Mav is Adam dark Is Is a person's natural way to damage? So the Gemara answers... De, uh, excuse me, I went back. Oh, biyoshin, Sorry, it's when he's sleeping. Means when a person's awake, you're right, he's not considered dark But when... Some people might be, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's dangerous, you well know, Hamas. Taka dark alahazik. I mean, you can say such a word. Maybe Hamas is dark alahazik. But normal even people, people even no, no, even when they're awake, yeah. we're talking about. But normal people, be yashin when they're sleeping, they're considered dark alahazik. So the Gemara says yashin dark alahazik. Why is it when you're sleeping, you're considered dark alahazik? Oh, yeah. So the Gemara answers, no, dekayif upashit or Since he's bending and stretching out his arms, yeah, it's considered his way. He's not in control order. of himself. When you're, when you're, if there's caleb right. next to you and you, you, you're not intending. That's what the Mishnah is talking about. Exactly. So therefore, when a person sleeps, that's what the Mishnah is referring to have, in terms of Adam. You don't have seichel. Right. Right says the Gemara. But the Mishnah said also at the end, U'shmirasan alecha. Now, these words, U'shmirasan, yeah. their guarding is on you. Now, according to Shmuel, again, according to Shmuel, you're referring to Shane when it says Mava. So you have to protect your animal. From damaging others, right. but according to Rav Adam Gufo Zgufolavhu, the Mishnah should have said you have to guard yourself. Shmira's son is; they're guarding it. You're responsible to guard them. It, well who are you referring to? You're referring to yourself in Mav. So why doesn't it say in our Mishnah then Adam Gufo Zgufolav? Shmira's son sounds more like Shmuel than Rav. So the Gemara says back Tameh, But the way you're asking in order to refute the question, we're going to ask a question back. Hadetani Karna. We know that Karna he taught based on our Mishnah. Uh, elucidated form he taught arba of us he taught that four of us of our mishnah adam Echad man he paskin like rav adam is one of them meaning he held mava was adam like rav and adam shmiras gufola but the problem is he also had the clause at the end of the mishnah and karna also taught shmiras san alacha even though Really, the Mishnah Lechor, it, it's misleading because a person has to guard himself. Ela, so it must be, that Rabbi explained to the one who was teaching over this teaching of Karna, this b'raisa, Adam, Shmiras, Gufo, Olav, and What the Mishnah means to say is, of course you have to protect yourself. You have to guard yourself. Shmiras and Olecha is referring to the other three. Achanami, turning to Mud So to hear in our Mishnah itself, we could read it in, Adam, Shmiras, Gufo, Olav. Really what our Mishnah means to say is, Shmiras and alecha is referring to the other three, of Bor, of Eish, of Shor, those Shmiras and alecha. Why did it teach the word Shmiras and alecha if Adam doesn't fit into that? Because sometimes it'll teach something that fits the majority of the list, even though one of the items doesn't fit perfectly into those words. But certainly when the Mishnah says Shmiras and Alecha, Adam is Shmiras, all of it was referring to the other three. So, not difficult. Now the Gemara asks, moving on to the next section, the Gemara now says, actually... We're assuming all along that this Mava either refers to Shane or refers to Adam. I'll show you there could be another option. Maybe it's something else. Maskefler of Mari. Mari says, I'll ask you a question because ve'ema Mava zehamayim. Maybe Mava refers to dam- water damage. Water damage could be, you know, water could be very damaging. Maybe it refers to a different kind of damage, which is water damage. Hmm. Where would we find a concept that mava refers to water damage? There's a passage in Yeshaya that says as follows: Like the fire burns and things melt. Now, these are the key words. Water is bubbled by the fire or boiled by the fire. So, says the Gemara, you see in the context of Mayim, it uses this word tiva. So maybe Mava in our Mishnah refers to water damage, says the Gemara, but you're reading the pusuk wrong. Nivu? Does it say that the water is bubbled? Meaning then it would imply the word Nivu, the verb, is being used on the word Mayim. Rashi learns because it's Lashon Rabbim. Mayim, if it was really referring to the water, it would say Nivu. No, Tivek esh ksiv. It right. says the fire right. boils it, singular, referring to the ish. So, if anything, in the context of the pasuk, the word tiva is referencing ish, not referencing right. water. Right. So the Gemara says, right. okay, well, once you say that, maybe mava is fire maybe Mav refers to fire because actually in the Pesach we just quoted it's referencing the behavior of the fire not the water so maybe Mav in the Mishnah is Eish says the Gemara but that can't be but in our Mishnah we had another one the fourth of the damages were Hever Hever refers to fire so Mav can't also be fire so the Gemara says but maybe you'll say maybe you'll say like this maybe Maybe mava refers to fire. i Ihever refers to fire. It's explaining what's mava. Sometimes the mishnayos will do that. It'll say something that's, that's vague, word. and it say hever that is what mava really is. The so the gemara says that can't be either because based on the end of our mishnah, it just doesn't fit. Ihachi arba. Sorry, the, the words of the mishnah. Ihachi arba comes out. There's not four damages in our mishnah. Shlosha There's three damages in the mishnah because mava and hever is that one and the sense. same and maybe you'll say, Tanashor de Isbetarti. So maybe you'll say like this: Maybe Mav and Hever are both fire. Shore incorporates more than one thing, right? especially like we learned in Rav. Rav holds its Karen, Shane, and Regal. So maybe it's really only two items. But either way, there's two items included in Shore, and then you have two other items in the Mishnah with Mav and Hever being one and the same. And maybe Mav really is fire. So, the Gemara says there's two reasons this still doesn't fit in the context of the Mishnah, based on the end grouping that we, we say at the end, the clauses that group these items together. Ihachi, if that was true, that maveh refers to fire, so what did we say at the end of the Mishnah? We said, We said the first and third, which is shor and mava have a characteristic that they have ruachayim. So, they're not the same like esh that they have ruach so now one second but eish my ruachayim isbe if maver refers to eish Eish is not considered as having Ruachayim. So you can't group mava with Shor, that it has Ruachayim, that it's alive, if really mava refers to aish, and furthermore, Ma'i Kehari'o eish. What's the contrast you're saying? The first and the third are different than the fourth, which is Hever, like fire. If Maveh and Hever is one and the same, so then it's not contrasting it to Eish, it's the same thing. Obviously, then it doesn't fit into the Mishnah. mava has to be something else, according to Robert refers to Adam, according to Shmuel refers to Shane. And that's that. Let's move on with the next point now. Now, what the Gemara is going to show us here is that there were Amoraim who taught in Brysos, Toseftos, uh, extended lists of Mazikim. We have four Mazikim in our Mishnah Shor, Bor, Mava, and Hever, as we explained what they are. There's other Amoraim of have Roshaya and Rabichia, who have extended lists in their own Brysos and Toseftos. More damages, and then we'll have to go back and forth and figure out well, why didn't our Mishnah incorporate those and why did they incorporate those? So let's see this inside. Let's go with, let's start with Rabboshaya. Tony Rabboshaya. Rabboshaya taught the following in Innitosefta. He says like this There's actually 13 uh, primary damages. Now, four of them will be our Mishnah, so there's really nine additional ones that he's about to say. The first one is shomer Chinam. Now how is shomer Chinam a damager? So the halach is shomer Chinam, an unpaid watchman, accepts Shemira on something, and he's posheya, negligent. He's yes. haif to pay. Okay. Vashoel, a borrower. Rashi says a shoel is responsible even ba'onis. A borrower, since Kolha Nashalo. we'll discuss this later, he gets all the benefits, therefore he actually has to pay even no no uh, Nosesachar is a Shomer Sachar, a paid watchman, now, he's responsible for Gneva of if it's stolen or lost, Va-socher, and a renter. Renter is discussed in the Gemara, if it's like a Shomer Socher, a Shomer Chinam, but either way, there are cases that he'll be responsible. Now, the next are considered Avos Nezikin as well, which are the five classic payments a person has to make when he damages someone. Nezek, which is the diminishment in value. Tsar, the pain that he causes. Ripoy, the doctor bills. Sheves, the loss of work. uboshes, as well as the embarrassment that he causes. Now, the four Shomer plus the five damages is nine. Varba, Demas, nisin, and the four of our Mishnah, of Shor, Bor, maven and Hever. that's 13. So zaktar B'chia, or Reboshai, excuse me, that's the list of 13 of us, says the Gemara of Etanadidan. Let's look back at our Mishnah. Why is it that our author or my why didn't it incorporate the Shomrim in our Mishnah as well? So the Gemara says like this, oh, according to Shmuel, it comes out well, because Shmuel doesn't interpret Mav refers to Adam and refers to Shane. So we'll say like this, ke mamun we're only talking about where your property damages in our Mishnah. Ke gufalo we're not talking about where you physically damage someone else. So therefore, we're not talking about the cases of Shomrim. We're not talking about the cases of Nezik Tzari, Poshavis, Boshes, which is when you physically damage someone else. That's why they're not included in our Mishnah. Elul Rav listening, but Rav holds that Mav refers to Adam. We are talking about where you physically damage someone else in our, in our Mishnah. So why weren't these incorporated? So the Gemara answers the distinction is it Tana. The Gemara says the Tana of our Mishnah taught Adam b'chol to Adam In our Mishnah, when it says Mav referring to Adam, which is the Shita of Rav, it incorporates all the damages that are caused by Adam, which includes all the Shomerim and all these five Nazikzaripu Shavis and Boshes. So therefore, they're actually incorporated under Mav. Now the Gemara goes the other way. Well the Shaya, but according to Shaya, who has this extended list, Nami Adam. So why doesn't Adam in our mission incorporate them? And why did he have to speak them out? So the Gemara says, Adam. There's two types of Adam. Raboshaya is elucidating because he has a different categorical list. Tana Adam Azik Adam. Raboshaya was adding the cases where a person damages another person. Right, the case of nezik tsari po'shevus and Boshes, where you're damaging another person, that's you only pay those when you damage a person. adam Azik as opposed to our mishnah, that's where a person damages property, so that's why it's not included in our mishnah, and he had to elucidate and teach his additional list. Says the gemara, but I understand. How do you fit our mishnah like that? Ihachi shornami regarding shor as well. Lisni lisni tre gavni shor. Listen, excuse me. um, One second. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Ihachi says the Gemara. If that's true, shor nami. So we should say the same thing regarding shor, and he should elaborate on the case of the Mishnah. Listen, tre gavni shor. Teach two cases of shor. Listen, shor da azik shor. Teach the case where your shor damages another shor property. But listen, shor da azik adam. As well as teach a case of shor damaging a person separately. So meaning, if you Oshaya, felt it necessary to elucidate and add cases of adam da azik adam, so why not also add another case of shor da azik adam in in in, in your extended case and your extended tosefta. So the Gemara says Haimah hey, you can't compare the two because bishlam adam to azik shore regarding a person damaging a shore nezek hu de you only pay nezek. So therefore when a person damages a shore there's a there's a Halachic distinction between damaging a shore and damaging a person. When you damage property, you pay nezek. When you damage a person, you pay nezek, tzar, ripo, sheves, and boshes. But adam Azik adam, m'shalim, arba, advarim. Like I said, but a person who damages a person, you pay additional four payments. El ashurba regarding an ox that damages, malishor Azik shore, malishor Azik adam. There's no distinction when an ox damages a person or property, iriviri nezek, odom, m'shalim, you only pay nezek. So there's no purpose in having a categorical difference, which doesn't make a halachic difference, says the Gemara, but still. I don't understand. You're saying now, Reboshaya, that your list includes cases of Adam that damages Adam, people damaging people. The four cases of shomerim that you included, Reboshaya, the Adam, to Azik, Shorhu. L'chorah, what are we talking about where you damage property? You're not damaging the person directly. You were Poshaya, for example, the shomerchinam, and that property, the item became damaged or lost, etc. So the point is, is that you're damaging property. So you see your list is including items where a person damages property, not just people damaging people. Vikatani, and yet you included that in the in your extended list, Boshaya. So the Gemara answer is actually two additional purposes of his extended list. Tani, Hazekah, the Biadayim, because our Mishnah only teaches cases of Hazekah Biadayim. Our Mishnah includes cases where the damage is caused directly, meaning a person, according to Rav, the way we're explaining, in Urbushaya... Directly, physically directly, exactly. The Qatani and Rebushaya is adding on to that Hezeket Mimela. the case of Shomrim, you're not physically directly damaging. The case of Shomrim is, by default, it's damaged. you were posheya, and then the item was struck, I don't know, was damaged somehow. Exactly. So that's why he's adding on this list, because it includes things that are not included in our Mishnah. So bottom line, Rebushaya's list adds on to our Mishnah, whereas our Mishnah is talking about people damaging other... Uh, properties. Reb adds on people damaging uh, people, but he also incorporates another level of people damaging Mimela by default, inadvertently, not directly, which is what our Mishnah is discussing. Fine. Okay, let's continue. Tani Rebichiyah. Now that was the list of Reb Now Rebichiyah had an even ex- more extended list. Tani Rebichiyah. Rebichiyah taught, what's that? <laughs> Yeah, esrim Arba avos nazikin. So he had a b'risa that there were 24 avos nazikin, 24 primary damagers. And these are all listed in the psukim. Rashi goes through all the psukim for each of these. So the first one is tashlume kefil. Tashlume kefel is the payment of double. Lacha is if a ganav steals something, a thief, and then he's caught. He has to pay the principal plus a secondary payment. No, double, double, double. Meaning the same item he has to pay is double the value. That's kefil. That's number one. Number two, arba a payment of fourth and fifth. So fourth and fifth is a payment where a person steals an ox or a sheep and he slaughters it or sells it. He has to pay four or five times its value. Now ganav and Goslin we already spoke about ganav and Goslin in kefil and tashlumi arba Khamisha. This means paying principal. The halacha is, if a, a thief, let's say ganav, let's go with ganav first. If a ganav steals and he goes to court afterwards and admits his guilt. So he doesn't have to pay kephil because moda b'knas patr, when you admit to a penalty, you're exempted, but you still have to pay the principal back. The goslin, goslin is somebody that steals outright. Ganav is if you steal uh, in a hidden way, surreptitiously. Goslin is he steals outright, like How a robbery. So you have to pay back the principal value. Number five, the edim zaymemen, including also edim zaymemen. So this is a unique halacha that's discussed at length in Pseches Uh Edim means where people, two witnesses conspire to testify against somebody false, false testimony and then others walk in and say manu hayisim, you're with us etc they have to do or pay whatever it is that they were trying to incriminate the other fellow the people about Viha v'ha'oynes. Inus is a man who rapes a woman. He has to pay a certain amount of money after. V'ha-mifata, or seduces a woman. Again, where, where he has to pay a certain amount. Umotzi shemra, as well as if somebody casts dispersions against his newly wedded wife. He says she was a, not a basula like I expected. Also, there's a payment involved. V'ha'mitame. Now, mitame is if someone goes and he... Uh, Contaminates truma of a kohen. So contaminating truma is actually we discussed these three in Maseches Gittin. There's also a payment involved in that. V'hameidameya, Medamea is he mixes the truma of a kohen with chulin, making it that there's an issue now in its uh, properties. V'hameinasech as well as menasech where he takes wine of somebody, and he pours in front of Avai Rezar. Now what ends up happening now is that becomes Yayan It's prohibited. So he caused someone else's property to become prohibited. Really there was a machlokis actually, Mesachas Gitin what that referred to, but let's go with that. Those are 11. So the 11 items that we're saying are Avos Nazik and according to Rabbi Chia, V'hanit plus the 13 we had before, the 9 of Rabbi O'Shaya as well as the 4 of our Mishnah. So therefore, Ho Yisrim you have 24 Avos Nazik and according to Rabbi Chia says the Gemara. Now we have to understand in the context of these two different Amoroyim because of Rabbi my time, why didn't Rabbi Oshaya include these additional 11? It means why did he only say 13 and not include the additional 11 of Rabbi Chia? So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Rabbi Oshaya was only including cases where you have to pay Mamon as opposed to these which incorporate halachas of knassos. Now, what's the difference between mammon and knass? Yeah. Mammon is something you're responsible to pay for based on the damage that you did. It's an equal trade-off. I steal $100 from you. I have to pay you back $100. The principal payment is considered mammon. Knass is a penalty that tar le- levels against me not directly based on what I did, but an additional penalty for reasons, obviously, that the Torah holds are necessary, like kafil, for example. When I pay back double, that's a penalty. Right. That's not something that I stole. So, therefore, says Rabbi Ali was only talking about monetary type payments, not penalties. That's why I didn't include those types of penalties that you, Rabbi incorporated, says the Gemara. But there were cases of mamon payments in this, bra- in this braisa, this and Goslin, de mamonahu, but Ganav and Goslin, which are cases of mamon. Talking about paying principal value, so listen. Why didn't Rabbi include those in his teaching? All of them are paying a, a amount based upon. But the point that. is, is that mamon means where there's a perfect trade-off. I stole a hundred dollars, I pay back a hundred dollars. Yeah. Kanas is where I'm paying back more than I stole or damaged Good. based on a penalty. Based on that, yeah, so yeah, based yeah. On the original 100, but yeah, could, yeah. But so the Gemara says, Rabbi Shaiya says back, kata, Rabbi Chia, says back, Rabbi Shaiya says back, kata, lei, The Gemara says vashol, but that's not really necessary. So Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Shaiya says back, I did include Ganev and Goslin in my teaching. Why? Because included in Sh- in, in my teaching, Rabbi Shaiya says, my yeah. 13 was Shomer Now incorporated in Shomer we have Allah of Toh and Tinas Ganev. What does that mean? If somebody is a Shomer Khinom, an unpaid watchman, he claims that something was stolen and it turns out that he was lying, he actually has to pay back. That's toin and Tainas Ganav, as Rashi speaks out, is the same as a Ganav. And toin and Tainas gazlin, if he claims that it was stolen in the way of Gazlanos, he also has to pay back like a Gazlan. So therefore included under Shomer chinam actually is Ganav and Gazlan as well. Now let's go the other way. So how does Rebichia explain that? If included in the original 13 is So if so, that incorporates Ganev and Goslin. Why are you adding on the additional levels of Ganev and Goslin if they're already incorporated in the original 13? So the Gemara answers So the 13 of Reb included cases where the money arrived in my hands in a permissible way. Ashomachinam received the money he's going to watch in a permissible way. He didn't steal it in a prohibited way, but Vikatani Rebichi is adding on additional cases of Mamona Daslia de Yisura where the money arrived in my hands in a prohibited way, i.e. Ghana and Goslin. and that's why categorically it's different, and he teaches the additional 11 cases. Alright, we're stopping here at the bottom of Dalam Rebbeis. Israel will pick up with, hey, continuing to discuss this second, toast, this price of Rabbi Chia tomorrow. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.